Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Previously, on the Old Ways Podcast. You realize there's a fluid between your fingers and your forehead, uh, and you realize that this fluid is someone else's blood. Your pitiful author friend was nothing but trouble. He kept opening his mouth about things he has no right to speak of. And now he dines with our master, just like you will. And we're back with another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, as always. And I am joined by a crew of players, which will go through introductions as we normally do, to my virtual right. Uh, yes, it's Lonnie, and I'll be playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Holmes. And uh, yeah, I heard a noise. You did hear a noise. Did, I'm not going down there. Did you, you introduce yourself as... Lawrence Edward Oliver Holmes, not Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth. Have we been using the wrong oh, name Forsyth. this whole time? No, no. I'm. I'm. My apologies, um, uh, America and the world beyond. Um, to to his right, virtually. Um, this is Morgan. I am playing Lillian Lane, and I am going to open a box tonight. Wonderful. And then at the end of the virtual table, this is uh, Jake. I'll be playing Jack Doyle, and I'm going to try not to shoot any living people tonight. Oh, that's a great uh, little modifier you put there. Living people. Living people. Right. You know, got to think ahead. Yes, absolutely. And then to his right. Uh, this is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tattenbach. And uh, I'd hope to be not shooting any unliving people this evening. That would be most distressing. It would. It would. Absolutely. And then last but most certainly not least. Tiffany, I will be playing Maeve O'Shea. And yeah, we're going to... Fight some zombies, I think. What zombies? Who said that? You said that. Maybe. I did, actually, last episode. So to bring everybody back together, kind of all the audience and the players together, when last we left, the investigators had found their way, one way or the other, into the basement of the Juju house, this cold, damp basement, stone floor, strange circle of stones with a big, massive slab on top of it, the crates and torches and all sorts of odd things, including one which was a curtain at the far end of the room, which after skulking over and looking at, they've pulled the curtain apart. And the doctor standing there with the curtain open has come face to face with the fetid, ruined corpses of four beings still standing and almost swaying a bit. And as his, the, the breath leaves his lungs, he can see their empty sockets open as they rush towards him. It has been an interesting day for the investigators thus far. It is about to get far more interesting. 
that is where we're going to start. My question is this, as I have it labeled here, we have three investigators currently in the basement. So we have Dr. Toddenbach, we have Miss O'Shea, and then we have Miss Lane. Sigmund pulls the curtain aside. What is your first mental reaction? Those people have to be, there's something wrong with them. Uh, some sort of wasting disease or leprosy. Uh, the doctor is going to try to rationalize. That's fair. Okay. So these uh, beings, they're, they're men, but they, they can't possibly be men, doctor. They can't possibly be. Nope. You nope. Very, can't be alive. You have a very hard time beginning to wrap your head around it. So what I'd like you to do is I would like you and uh, Miss O'Shea and Miss Lane, because you can all see them because you guys carried a light over and you've lit up the area. <laughs> uh, I'd like you to make a sanity roll for me. Very good. So the doctor passes, Miss O'Shea passes, and Miss Lane. Oh, no. Oh. oh, no. The horror has come for Miss Lane. It's only time. Okay, so you see these men these creatures begin shifting and turning and this stench of fetid flesh overwhelms you in the basement your brain racks with the impossible nature of what this could be and it's at that point you suddenly realize it's it's happening all over again it's the basement at Miskatonic University all over again the things that shouldn't be a real again and you feel their fingertips run along your legs and up it must all be a dream but it's so very real you lose five sanity and because you have lost five sanity you need to pick up some postcards from wherever you're going because wow you get a free prize you do get a free prize so you are going to have a bout of madness potentially Okay, so the way this works is I'm going to have you make an intelligence roll. If you look on your sheet and then roll in, roll in your intelligence for me. <laughs> okay, so you've passed, uh, which the issue there with passing the test itself, it means that your brain peeked through the window, that veil, from the things which could not be possible and have now moved them to the things which are possible. And so it isn't that your brain covers up and protects itself it's that your brain realizes that they're real and so we're going to make a secondary so you gain a mania fantastic what does that mean for me so you do have the ability to adjust the sanity loss itself but you can't change the role so if you wanted to spend luck you would have the ability at this point on a two for one ratio to basically reduce the amount of sanity loss. You can do it. <laughs> you lost five sanity, uh, which means you could choose to spend 10 luck and kill off that. Obviously it would be 10 luck that you've lost. I would prefer to not get the mania. So I'll spend 10 luck to gain back that five sanity. Yeah, basically what happens is if you're gonna spend 10 luck, you don't, you, you would not take the, the five sanity loss, but you would have to spend 10 luck to do that. So I'd still keep my 50 sanity then, right? Yes, you would still be at 50 sanity. You wouldn't have taken the sand loss. It's like you failed the roll and you spent luck to make it not happen, essentially. 
but it also shows you how powerful and yet fleeting luck can be. Luckily, you stumbled behind us and didn't see anything or something. More likely, she screamed at the top of her lungs and she somehow kept it together. Right. Those of you who are upstairs, so Mr. Doyle and Mr. Forsyth, you hear a blood-curdling scream from the basement. Doctor, what are you up to? I pull the blade out of my cane and start backing Miss O'Shea towards the stairs, keeping myself between her and these obviously very sick men. Miss O'Shea, what's your plan? I'm going to fish my uh, knife out of my bag as we're backing up, so I will uh, be slowly backing up with the doctor. Okay. Gentlemen upstairs. I immediately bolt to the trap door. And I will be uh, reloading my gun as I go. That's probably a smart idea. Okay, so I guess the question is, Miss Lane, I'm going to say for cinematic sake that your action after spending luck is screaming. Makes sense. Uh, uh, so the two of you, Mr. Doyle and uh, Mr. Forsyth, you guys are coming down the stairs. Yes. And Doctor, something happens that you wish didn't happen. They move. Can fall forward a bit at first? Move left and move right in a very strange and sweeping fashion. Almost like they don't know how to walk correctly. And it, what you see is their joints and their their limbs have been sewn together. Each one of them in their stomachs have a fetid mass of maggots and other bugs that have kind of taken roost. They're all together foul. The doctor is doing his level best to hold it together while keeping the women, getting the women towards the stairs, but uh, he's on the very brink of not being able to rationalize this anymore. These men don't seem sick. These men seem dead. So because you both are frontline at this point and have some sense about you, Miss O'Shea, uh, doctor, give me spot hidden rolls as well. Very nice. So hard success for uh, the doctor. Actually, you, you both end up seeing it. Um, you can see that they have uh, symbols carved in their foreheads. Hard to make out in the, uh, in the light specifically what it is, but it definitely looks a lot like the symbol that you end up seeing on the, the photograph that uh, Lieutenant Poole showed you of Jackson Alliance. Somehow I'm not surprised. Somehow I'm not trying not to vomit. Okay, so that's the end of the, the first section. So we'll go back at this point to the actual rounds. And that actually starts with Miss Lane. Uh, Miss Lane, you snap out of it just in time to see one of these creatures beginning to lurch towards you. Uh, you see that its mouth has opened and uh, some sort of strange purple fluid is beginning to leak out of its mouth. Ew. It's, uh, it's going to make its way towards you. Luckily for you, you've always been a bit nimble, so you'll be able to act before it does. So, um, I do have an axe on me. Can I, like, swing it at it? Yeah, absolutely, you could. Sweet. Aim for the head kind of thing. We're good for talking zombies. All right, let's do it. 
So <laughs> you swing as best you can, uh, but you catch nothing but air as uh, as the axe whooshes past me. Miss O'Shea. Yes. You uh, you are nowhere near knife range, especially with the doctor in front of you. Right. Um, I guess I'm going to be keeping my eye up towards the stairs to see if the, um, the boys with the ranged weapons are coming down. No, you can hear them coming down. It's impossible not to. They, they both have, you know, reasonably, probably sold, reasonably thick sold shoes. You can hear a gun being reloaded. I mean, it's, there's definitely no going to And I'm left. probably just going to back into the farthest corner and hope they get down here in time. It's a fair assessment. All right. Um, anything else? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, doctor. Yes. What would you like to do? I would like to attack the one in front of me. My fighting brawl is actually a 70% on my sheet, but I don't have it on the digital sheet on the Roll20 app. It's fine. Just go ahead and do a standard roll. Uh, and we'll just... I know what your... Well, no, we know what your skill is, so we can always get it corrected. Fantastic. So you uh, take the sword cane and... Thinking, like, step forward and, like, right into the eye, uh, uh, right up into the up into the brain. Uh, honestly, it would be a mercy if these things are still alive to come down like that. So. Okay. Uh, so your uh, sword cane, go ahead and roll damage for it. The phrase is boom. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'll jot that down. And uh, now, Mr. Forsyth. Yes, sir. You move into the room, and you have enough move to get behind either the doctor or behind Lillian, should you so choose. I would like to move behind Miss Lane. Wait a minute. Wait, what is Miss Lane's size? She's, she's larger than the doctor, right? No, she's tiny. Okay. I'm the giant lady. That's right. She's already doing her best wizard impression in the corner. Uh, so, yes. Mr. Forsyth, you uh, you can... There is space behind Miss Lane. Okay. But I can see uh, somewhat over the top of her. Uh, absolutely. And, oh my God, what are those things, Will Sandy? <sighs> Oh, all right. Um, Okay, so you pass your your sanity test, and you are absolutely certain of one thing. These four creatures, whatever they are, they do not and should not be on Earth. Nope. They need to leave. And that's why one of them gets the remaining three rounds in my gun. (laughs) Okay, so if you're firing multiple shots, keep this in mind. It's actually, uh, I reread the rules that we need to stick to. Uh, it's actually a disadvantage on each shot. It's not past the first. It's actually every single one. Bear that in mind as we move forward. That, I'll, that I will fire one shot. That's fine. Are you shooting for anything specific? No. I am just shooting them. I, I assume bullets work the same. Okay. Very good. Roll damage. Uh, okay, that's fine. You hit it for five. You fire off a shot from the 38, and you hit center mast, and it doesn't seem to slow down. It's not moving very fast, keep in mind, but 
it, its body just kind of soaks up the shot. And Mr. Doyle, you arrive at the doorway. Are you going through? Yep. All right. Uh, you immediately see Miss Lane to your left. You see uh, pistol smoke in front of you, and you're the doctor, and you see there in the somewhat Stygian darkness, uh, lit by torches, four very unfriendly shapes moving towards you. The aforementioned yeah. purple-mouthed, maggot-filled creatures. So go ahead and give me a sand roll first. Okay, so you come to probably a somewhat similar conclusion that Mr. Forsythe did. Um, these are wrong, and they should not be around. And oh my God! Right. Um, so their their midsections are all jacked up, right? Yeah, the the midsections of them they look like they are they're cut and they're filled with something. You're not really sure what. Uh, it looks like I mean at the distance that you're at. So that's the the problem is is that uh, for better or for worse, <laughs> uh, the doctor is much closer than you are, so you had a better view. Um, right. But yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go on the assumption that shooting them in the midsection isn't going to work if it's been cut open and something stuffed in there. I'm going to try to shoot them in the head. Okay. So you are at disadvantage for calling your shot. Right. But you are welcome to attempt to shoot them in the head. So you can't get like, more than one disadvantage, right? What do you mean? Well, if I'm already a disadvantage, I might just unload my uh, three shots at him. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't make you any more disadvantage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I might as well go for quality, quantity over quality. I'd better you say it than me. Um, are you staying in the doorway there, or are you gonna? No, I need to move forward in case people want to leave. Okay. So, just roll it twice for disadvantage. Because I don't think it's is there a way to set it. Okay. There isn't, unfortunately. So go ahead and roll it twice. My first shot, sixty under seventy-five. Do damage. Which one okay. are you shooting at? The one in front of James or the one in front of Miss Lane? Um, the one in front of James first, because James is closer to it. Okay. Seven. Um, you do also notice this, actually. Um, those of you who have been in the room a little bit now. Everybody but Mr. Doyle is going to recognize this. None of these creatures have done anything to try to get out of the way of what you're doing. They have not actively tried to do any sort of life-saving preventative. They're not dodging. They are not, no. Very good. You deal seven damage. Would you like to do your second shot now? Yes. Okay, that fails. Uh, Next shot. Extreme success. Very, very nice. So you rolled an 11. Very nice. And then you rolled a a 9. So you get the extreme, which means you also get the impale. So roll 2d, do double damage, essentially. D. (laughs) I'll explain this from a different view. Doctor, behind you, all you hear is gunfire. And then you don't hear anything except a high-pitched ringing noise. (laughs) It's what you see in front of you that is so dramatic. And that is the kind of cascading red and purple fluid that comes from the head of this 
creature that's in front of you as its head pops like a warm tomato in someone's hand. And it falls to the ground headless. I'm going to be ill. However, the other three march on. All right. In rather rapid succession for them, the three remaining continue to lurch forward. Uh, Miss Lane, the one comes directly at you. And when it does, it tries to rake down with its hands, basically to, to pummel you. But you manage to deftly duck out of the way. You are allowed to fight back if you'd like to. So fighting back is just you rolling your brawl skill in hopes of doing damage. The same would go for the doctor. Okay, so can I roll? Um, I'm going to roll my brawl to swing my axe at them again. The one that's standing right behind me. That's fine. That's basically what fighting back is going to allow you to do. Okay. All right, so that leaves uh, doctor. The one that's attacking Maeve, I will attempt to engage it while blocking the one that's in the further in the corner. Uh, so I'm going to move up up one. It's not, this is your fighting back during this combat. It's not your actual action. Oh, so this, oh, 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 sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. So this one, the one that's here specifically uh, to your uh, up and to the left here, uh, that's the one that you're going to get a chance to essentially... Are? I will fight back then. Okay. Do that. Uh, so if you would like to roll damage on your sword, you may. It's rarely better than that. Yeah. Okay. Um, you give it a cut, and after a moment, you wish you hadn't. Um, you slice it along its stomach, uh, not by choice, but just simply by how it fell, and uh, something spills out of its stomach. Uh, and you realize that it's just a, a gush of this same sort of purplish and blood-like fluid along with what you would probably say is about a man-sized fistful of maggots. Keep it so together. Keep it together, Sigmund. You can do this. Miss Lane, it is now your full action. Oh, um... I am going to just... Am I able to squeeze between those two guys and run up the stairs? Uh, yes, yes, you are. Awesome. That is what I want to do, because apparently my rolls suck tonight. That is okay. I totally understand. We all have nights like that. All right, so you want to go here. Yes. Yes, I get... I'm going to get like seven moves or something. You do. You do. You move at seven, so you'd like to continue up the stairs maybe? <laughs> uh, um, Yes. <laughs> as much as I can go up the okay, stairs. Okay, you reach the uh, landing where the trap door is. Perfect. Very good. <laughs> uh, Miss O'Shea, you have a creature in front of you. It is preparing to eat your face. Can I dodge out of the way? It's your action, so you're more than able to take a full action. If you like to swing on it, you can move if you wanted to. All sorts of stuff. Let's see. Yeah, I'm going to step in between... Lawrence and Jack and go behind towards that corner, like the back corner, straight back from me, basically. Yeah, I'm sure that as long as, you know, Lawrence doesn't mind, you can kind of sashay around him. 
Just don't knock him over like you did the shelf upstairs, and you'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you run. You run to the other corner. Madam, beware thy thy large posterior. <laughs> now remember, she has a bit of junk in the trunk, but she is also tall. She's the tallest Irish woman you know. You do now get a better view of what's over here, though. Um, you see a massive winch and pulley system, and you see a rope that is attached to this circular disc that's on top of these stones. All right, so, Doctor, this is now your action. The one to the south of me on the map. I'm going to attack that one first. To the head with my sword. All right, you're at disadvantage for striking near the head? Because you're basically calling your shot, so. Doesn't matter, I miss both of them anyway. You would have to spend 15 luck to get that to hit. No, thank you. All right, very good. Uh, so, Mr. Doyle. All right, I'm going to shoot the one that was attacking Maeve. Okay. And I'm going to unload on him once more. Okay. Are you doing the same thing, calling your shot, or are you just going to take yeah, three shots? Yeah, and... So, that first one's going to miss. Second one will hit. Roll damage? Eight. In the noggin. And the second one will be extreme. I mean, it's hard success. The third one. Sorry. Yep, I see it. Ten. <laughs> All right. Well, you get um, <laughs> you get inspired and you begin uh, blasting, and you don't stop essentially until the head comes off, and uh, another one of these falls. Now, Mister Forthay. I'm sorry. Can I then step up next to the doctor? Absolutely. You want to step right here? All right, you're there. Two down, two still remain. Now, Mr. Forsyth. Welcome to the fray, Jack. I just remembered I have a sword in my hand. The one that I used to uh, murder a man upstairs. Um, yeah. Yeah, you did just got done murdering someone. Yeah, I, I did. There's this one here on the side of the doctor. Yes. I think it needs murdering as well. Okay. Wow. Okay, you lift your machete high. Yep. And you strike. So uh, that's an impale, because that weapon can impale. Yep. So you're rolled. Uh, we can either just double the damage you have right there and be done with it, or... Now, does that add my damage bonus to it? It does not appear to add your damage bonus, so... I'll roll damage separately, then. That's perfectly fine. So double that would be uh, 18. It would be. Um, so you step up, and much like the vines and branches of Panama, you begin cutting. And in short order, you remove a couple of limbs and eventually the head. Doctor, you have not been this covered in fluids in some time. Because uh, basically... Every time one of these things dies around you, it kind of pops like a melon. And you're beginning to see and smell the trenches again. And your hip starts to ache. Okay. So I'll leave you with that for a moment. Miss Lane, are you continuing on your next action to just go upstairs? Yes. Okay, very good. You are upstairs now. I'll move you up there. You come up to find the body of the shop owner. He's been murdered. With everything else going on, I just, I think I would just sigh and 
talk to somebody about that later. What, what are you gonna do? Or actually, roll you're gonna roll sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, Damn it. <laughs> oh. All right. Hey. Uh, oh my goodness. Okay. So, so you're gonna lose one point of sanity. So we can stop the jokes about Maeve going insane now. I mean, that's <laughs> she rolled a fifty-one out of fifty. That's that's pretty close. That's Good. as close as it gets. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's a bit shocking in here, and you kind of slow down your movement because you're now seeing all across the shop that there are dead bodies all over the place. Fantastic. Um, is there any way I can back myself into another corner? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you are more than happy to back yourself into a corner over here just out of sheer fear and stress. Not a problem. Perfect. Miss O'Shea. Yes? It's your action. What would you like to do with it? Um, anybody injured yet? It doesn't look like it. Nobody even got touched yet. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to do. So, I don't know. I'm really at odds. So it looks like this pulley system basically lifts the lid that is on that circle in the floor, right? Yeah, I mean, you're no engineer, but it's fairly certain to, that this, by the ropes and whatnot, definitely does. Mm-hmm. Open or not two. I guess I'll wait. Fair enough. For the two that are left. Jack, the creature that's in front of you takes a swing on you. You can either dodge or fight back. It will be dodging. It's not a bad idea. Good. You dodge out of the way. Um, when its hand hits the wall, having missed your face, uh, you can see that the you can see the stone wall imprints a bit, like you can see an actual crack in it. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, they only get one attack because there's only one of them left. Amazing. Okay, so that would be Doctor, your full action. I guess I would. I, I guess I'm going for its skull again. That's fair. You're just at disadvantage, but go ahead. That's good either way. Okay. Yeah, 66 will still hit, so if you'd like to roll damage, go ahead. That is not a lot. Can I use the strike to drive it forward towards the wall? Uh, no. No. There, uh, this thing is a little too large for something like that, in the sense that it's pretty beefy. Right, right. Okay. Um, so, Mr. Forsythe. Yes. We still have an unnatural creature in front of us. I would like to move to a point where I can strike said unnatural creature. Yeah, move there. And I would like to strike said unnatural creature. It's all you. Just a regular strike? Yep. Alright, that's a success. I will roll some damage. Okay. Four. Yeah, you chop at it. Um, you bring the machete down and you slice off a big hunk out of its back groans a bit and then uh, as it turns to see the rest of its attackers uh, you see that it's beginning to leak more fluid out of its mouth so that leaves us with Doyle. Okay I've only got one shot left so I'm just gonna hit it I'm not even gonna try a headshot on this Okay That was a good choice I think Jesus. 18 Max damage. Great You, uh, You lift your pistol with the last shot, you fire at center mast, and you blow a massive hole in it. The creature doesn't go down. Actually, the, the hole that you put on it sprays the cargo containers, the wooden containers that are behind it, and it actually gets quite a bit on Mr. Forsythe's clothes. Right, um, yeah, head, go for the head. 
All right, it is going to take a swing and miss terribly. That hole in its chest is definitely doing it some trouble. Uh, Miss O'Shea, are you still staying in the corner? Are you going to spend your action doing anything else, investigating or? Um, Yeah, I'm going to study the writing around the ring some more. (laughs) Did you make a Cthulhu Mythos roll the last time? I did. So, I mean, you'd need more light over here to do a proper inspection. So uh, the issue with this, you'd have to find a a torch or light one of these uh, torches that's not lit currently. Okay. Get a better look at it. Well, then I will, uh, yeah, wait till the other one deed. Okay. Uh, doctor. Give this another stab. Okay. Are you going to follow Mr. Doyle's suggestion? Absolutely. Right to the head. All right. Give it a swing or two. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'll definitely hit. So roll damage. Okay. Uh, it definitely turns to face you. Hacking away at it. Your heavy hit to the neck gets his attention. And now we come to Mr. Forsyth. Let's continue doing what I was doing. Okay. Yeah. Roll damage. Yeah. That's that's 10. (laughs) Okay. You hack down pretty hard and you see a limb fall off. Uh, it It loses its right arm. It moans heavily and continues to try to paw to get the doctor with its left. Jack. It's your action. I have to reload. Punch it! Do do? I don't think that's going to be... That's not going to do much. Okay, so you're going to reload? Oh, come on, you're Irish. I'm sure you're a good boxer. <laughs> racist. <laughs> well, if that's what you're doing, that's fine. As, yeah, I could, well, could I do anything else than that? You could move. You could... You know, there's all sorts of stuff you could do. Uh, you could investigate the area. I mean, I'm assuming that you're going to want to keep your eyes pretty well set on where this creature's at. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I guess I'll just, uh, I guess I'll try to draw his attention, but away from the doctor. Give me a, uh, I don't know, uh, I guess a persuade roll? <laughs> I don't know that they can really be persuaded, but what the hell? Intimidate? Yeah, well, I mean, intimidate is more scaring it. I don't know that you're going to be able to scare it into right, well, paying attention to you. I'll try it. It's not my best. Yeah, no. Well, you get its attention, and it uh, it turns on you. And when it turns... Okay, good. It hits you. Big, heavy hand comes down right on you. I dodge? You can absolutely dodge, sir. Mm. So you're, you succeed on the dodge, uh, but its attack roll has more difference. Yeah. It's like the one thing it's good at. Oh, give me the damage. Take six points of damage. Ow. Um, you hear bone and something else in your shoulder in your uh, your right shoulder pop when this thing connects with you it smashes your body up against the wall uh, and the clap that comes from when it hits you is something that unsticks your ears doctor it's the first real noise you hear for the past few moments I look to Jack to make sure he's okay. Uh, hard to get a, f- a full assessment right now, but he looks like he's grimacing in pain. All right, very good. Uh, so it is your action now, Doctor. Can I step between Jack and the creature? No, there isn't enough room. I'll just go for it, Skull, then. All right, we roll. Let's see we're slashing down with our cane. 
Yeah, 33 will work for sure. You deal an extra four points of damage to it. Uh, it is still up and moving. Mr. Forsyth. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Ugh. No, you're not. For the skull, Forsyth. Aim for the skull. Uh, you swing at it. Uh, it it uh, doesn't even have to dodge. The machete deflects off of the nearby cargo containers. And uh, we're, we fall to uh, Mr. Doyle. All right. I'm going to load on this guy's head. Okay. The first one misses. Second one misses. Third one misses. Well, son of a bitch. There's a whole lot of gunfire. Unfortunately, none of the shots hit their mark. Now the creature will go again. Clings on you, Jack. But misses. Oh, whew. But I don't imagine you want to get hit again. Um, Miss Miss Lane or Miss O'Shea, depending upon what the two of you are doing, if you just want to... If you want to do other things, you have the opportunity to. I thought that last time the doctor lit a torch or two. Yeah, he did, but they're over on the far side. Basically, they're around the fighting. Around the zombie side. Yeah, if you want to call them zombies, that's fine. Um, Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, if I think I can sneak in there real quick like not even by the zombie then I'm going to grab the torch and run back okay so you're going to you can head over here back towards the door and you can grab the torch from there yeah and then head back over towards where the rocks are good enough. right Miss Lane anything you'd like to do upstairs other than try to catch your breath and put your mental state right is there any way I can scan the shelves that I'm um, I'm assuming there's shelves and whatnot behind me for anything that might contain the symbols since I noticed the symbols on the zombie looking dudes um, downstairs or in the yeah yeah absolutely go ahead and make a spot hidden roll okay whoops that's okay first one's the one I'll take 66 um, you do find something on the ground nearby here uh, you find a a ledger it looks like it might have at one point been on the uh, under the under the front counter uh, or in that area. It may have gotten moved around on the shovel, but there's a business ledger here. Yeah, I'll just take that with me if that's okay. Perfectly fine by me. All right, Doctor, it's on you. The light has moved a little bit. Well, I'm going to try to keep this thing off of Jack and uh, press my attack into its. Keep battering away at its head. That hundred is not what you want to see. Your sword cane digs in, and it digs in deep. Unfortunately, what it digs into is the wall between Jack and this thing. And as you pull on it to try to get it out, the tip of the sword cane breaks. Scheiße! Mr. Forsyth. Uh, Keep doing what I was doing. Nice. Nine more points. Yep. You hack a leg off. Um, it stumbles to the ground. It continues to reach for Mr. Doyle. Fortunately for you, Jack, it's your action. You did. <laughs> Do I get any bonus for it being on the ground? If you're going to shoot at its head, I will I will remove the disadvantage. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. A 98 is a critical failure, unfortunately. Um, but let's double check something yep. really quick. 
Yeah, these are American zombies. Um, you, <laughs> you line the shot up just right. You pull the trigger, and when the bullet comes out of the barrel, it goes left when it should have gone right. It sinks into the body, the other creature that's next to it, and the head moves now, and so does the arm, to try to grab you. And it's not doing a very good job of it, but it's desperately trying to grab you. Miss O'Shea, you have light over here now. Indeed. So, would you like to make a spot hidden roll for me? Yes, I would. Nope. So you're there. You're looking around the stones. You don't really see anything down here. I mean, the stones have etchings on them, but you you would really need time and space to like pull your books out, and reference things, and it's uh, it's just not the right moment for it just yet. Okay. I'll wait for things to calm down then. Right. Doctor, broken sword cane and all. Uh, I guess I'll use the blunt end, the, the head end of the cane, and just beat it around the skull. It's laying on the ground, so, I mean, I'm towering over it at this point. So Right. So we'll just remove the disadvantages for uh, headshots at this point. Okay. Yeah, that's a headshot. Go ahead. Roll damage. Okay. Uh, it finally collapses as you use the heavy handle end of the cane, which splits, by the way. You bash the thing's skull in, and it finally, finally calms. Drop the rest of my cane on the floor. Help Jack off the floor. Is he okay? Are you okay, Jack? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start pulling out books to look at these etchings and stuff. Okay. Um, Miss Lane, you're close to the trap door, so you hear that it has gotten quiet down there. Everyone's dead. <laughs> that would be sad. I would just lock up the door and go. I <laughs> I will go back downstairs or you know, creep back downstairs to poke my head around the corner. Okay. I am going to poke the bodies, make sure they don't move again. When I'm satisfied that they're not moving, I'm going to go upstairs and find the phone. What is everyone else doing? Are you okay, Miss O'Shea? Is everyone all right? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what this writing is before we think about opening this hatch. And look at Mr. Doyle. She is unflappable. Did you notice that? There's nothing. It's amazing. I like that. I like that in a film. Ha ha ha. Oh, okay. I I don't even know where to begin. So. This little part here uh, started out bad and has only gotten progressively worse. I want to examine the sewing and everything. Examine one of the bodies. Um, try to use like a doctor's detachment to get over the horrible stink. I need to figure out what this purple stuff is. Well, why don't you make me a medicine roll? Yeah, Mike. Yeah. I'm going to start picking up my shell case. Wow. Uh... Are you kidding me? Seriously? No, no, no we're not. That was amazing. Um, Doctor, you're almost oh. certain with that roll, critical failure that it is, you're almost certain that this fluid has a correlation to the fluid that you found in uh, years ago uh, from the women in the yards. Jack, does this look like the same stuff to you? Look at, look, look, the, and the smell. Uh, this has to ring bells. The ring bells. Um, I don't know how much medicine does Jack have. Jack, has... one. 
one. Right. Uh, so you scratch. That's a head. I mean, does it ring bell? I mean, does it does it smell or look like the stuff? It does not look like it at all. There is a bit of a smell that's similar. I don't know. I might. I think you might be reaching on this one. Reaching Doyle. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like it at all. You do find the phone, Mister Forsyth. I'm going to call down to the police station. Okay. I'll get I, back with you in a minute or two. It's going to take yeah, a while I, for that to connect. Yeah. Are, are you going to call for someone specific? Well, yeah, Lieutenant Poole. I will ask to speak to Lieutenant Poole. Okay. So you'll be on the phone for a couple of minutes at least. Miss Lane, things have calmed down down here. It has, as a matter of fact, which is good. Mm-hmm. And with the torchlight, Miss O'Shea, you see that there are objects inside, uh, behind the curtain where these creatures were standing. Oh, I will go look at that. Okay. I assume you're being very careful around the uh, stones and to walk around them. Yes. Right. So this alcove is about six feet square. Uh, There are some kind of fluid puddles here, very small ones where the creatures might have been standing. Um, You see at the back end of this location, this little alcove, you see that there is a, a leopard hide placed against the back wall. Uh, You see that there's a robe and what looks like two big lion paws, almost like they'd been taxidermied. A couple of the other things you see around here are on pegs as well. Uh, You see a nearly identical mask to the one you saw upstairs. So uh, it's a little bit nicer. I mean, if that word can be used, it's a little bit more embellished. Uh, you also see it decorated with a mummified human tongue, same as you saw before. Nice. The robe that you see is a long feathered shawl. Uh, it shimmers uh, with, with feathers of some sort. And that's about all you can see at the moment. There's a big leopard uh, pelt that's at the far end that you'd have to kind of get closer to investigate. Yeah, I'll go look at that. Okay. Miss Lane, what are you up to? So I have a ledger, but it might not necessarily be the, there could be a, a other ledger, because why would they keep that on, you know, all the good, you know, the illegal stuff on the counter upstairs when everything else was hidden? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see if there's anything, well, f- to start with down here, okay. that is also like a ledger. There are these uh, cargo containers over here in the corner you could inspect. Or you could join Miss O'Shea in the alcove, your choice. She's got the alcove. I will check out the crates. Okay. By rolling a spot hidden. Yeah, you might as well. I was just going to say the doctor is doing his best to help out where he thinks he can, but to keep his shit together, as it were. So you're probably going back into doctor mode and thinking about how Jack is doing and trying to help him in any way you can. You heard quite a quite a sound from his body when he got hit. I'll fuss about him as a, in doctor mode and give a medicine roll to his injury to see if I can do anything to help him. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Boom. 
Okay, provided that uh, he is willing. Jack, you're going to get some hit points back. Hold still, Doyle. I have to fix your arm before it sets like that. Good up, Doc. <laughs> okay, so, Miss Lane, in the crates you find actually quite a bit of what look like African trinkets, head masks. You see a couple of shields, some pelts. But the other crate that you find down there is rather interesting. You see like common everyday clothes for people, men, men's clothes. Uh, you begin to find identification and wallets, that sort of thing. So identification. Yep, identification. Like identification of real people that live in New York or like are these forgeries or no you, you start reading some of the addresses and they're definitely names and places of people that live in New York this guy's from Harlem yeah I'm wondering is it um hmm okay I grab IDs okay alright so uh, Miss O'Shea you find this larger bundle of fur at the back of this alcove are you gonna dig into it yeah if there's, if I think there might be something in there or an object or yeah. You find a carved wooden African mask with four distinct and hideous faces perched on top of a thick corded neck with a basket-like reed feather and fabric collar. You also find a burnished copper bowl. It's uh, etched with some unrecognizable runes and signs. You also find a carved scepter. Uh, it's carved from Boab uh, wood. It's inset with runes and perhaps uh, a few other type of pictographs. Although, just from the look of it, this might be Egyptian. Hmm. You find a headband of gray metal. See various... Uh, runes that are scratched in the surface. It's a, it's a heavy, uh, curiously warm metal band. And then things get a little strange. As they do. You find a very modern marine chronometer. Okay. So if I pull everything out and look at it, mm -hmm. can I... Well, I guess I probably got a roll of cold to deduce if this is like for some sort of ritual, which means it goes maybe with the hole in the floor, so to speak. I don't know if it's like, you know, a hole or a well or whatever, but or do they have like the same kind of writing on them like as the stones out there too? The last thing you find in this area is what looks like a lack of a cash box that's got a lock on it. Um, I can't I know somebody who can, though. If only someone around here had lockpicking. But that's what you find. You won't be able to physically carry it all by yourself. Okay. It's just, just too much stuff. Um, but yeah, you find what appears to be uh, quite a few either occultish, occultic relics or uh, maybe just something that they thought was important. I'm going to uh, yell to the doctor. Doctor, can you uh, help me gather these things so we can study them later? I certainly can. One moment. I go over and help Maeve with my, with 
removing some of the objects. Uh, anything that will fit into my doctor's bag, I will put in there. Okay. So, yeah, between the two of you, uh, if you choose to just kind of use the uh, leopard fur, the pelt, as a kind of makeshift basket, like you, you know, put a bunch of dirty clothes into a, a towel and use it to take it to the washing machine, uh, you could probably fit most of this stuff inside the pelt. After a long wait, Mr. Forsyth, you hear the rough and kind of a tired voice of Lieutenant Poole pick up the line. This is Poole. Uh, Mr. Uh, detect- Detective, this is uh, uh, this is Lawrence Forsyth. Um, I need a favor. Well, first of all, Mr. Forsyth, it's it's Lieutenant. I, my apologies, Lieutenant. Are you okay? You seem like you're out of breath. Um, there's been a situation. I need you to meet me at the Juju house. Uh, in Harlem. Yeah, okay. It may take me, uh, 20 minutes or so to get down there. What's, what's going on? Uh, it appears that someone has, uh, set upon it and murdered, uh, the proprietor. Uh, we came down to see him and he's dead. And there's, um... Things which I would rather not speak of over the phone. Uh, if you could come down uh, by yourself, because I know that uh, um, this might involve the captain. Mm. All right, yeah, I understand. I'll be down as uh, quick as I can. Thank you. So everybody remember where we park. We're going to park here for now, for tonight's session. And then we'll come back and see what happens in the next installment of the Old Ways Podcast as we play through Masks of Nyarlathotep. I appreciate you all listening and being a part of the show. And uh, we'll see you next week, okay? Okay.